My name is Preston Grace, and I'd like to welcome you to the No Walls Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the No Walls Podcast. I'm here today with our student pastor here at The Brick, Taylor Otterbein. What's up, dude? How are you doing today? What is up, my guy? I am well. I'm well. I'm excited. I'm excited for today. I'm excited for this podcast, for the conversation that's about to happen. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, Today's topic has got me really excited because uh, what I've been thinking about lately is something that's said around here a lot is that we always choose calling over comfort. And the question that arose whenever I've you know, just kind of been processing that and thinking on it is, is the thing we're called to do always uncomfortable? And then that kind of led down the rabbit trail of like, do we get to a spot where what we're called to do gets us, you know, to a place of comfortability? Like, is comfortability always a bad thing? Like, there was a lot of questions that arose from that. So I just kind of wanted to unpack that today. And so we just start off with, with that question. Is the thing you're always called to do, is it supposed to be uncomfortable? I think it's a really good question. I love that um, that's where your head went because normally for me, at least the way I was raised, I would have assumed comfort came with calling. So I love that like you kind of went the other side of that coin, like is what we're called to always uncomfortable? And I think the answer is, I think to some extent, yeah. I, I I think what God has called us to do in some way, in some area of our life, will just always be stretching us. Like there's this idea that we're constantly becoming more and more of who we've been called to be. And like, it's that whole idea, right? That the gift is in the grind. Like there's something about the stretching, the pressing, the pulling that helps you really discover the gold inside you, right? Like olive oil, you do it by hand pressing olives and you keep pressing them and you keep pressing them and you keep pressing them until there's oil. Uh, so when it comes to your calling, I don't think that what you've been called to do can 100% be comfortable. I don't mean to say that it's miserable, that it's not life-giving, that it sucks, or that it's super difficult. But I do personally believe with my whole heart that if there's no area of your life that you are being stretched to grow in, you're missing something. That in the context of trying to follow Jesus and achieve the plan and purposes he has for you, it requires stretching. It requires you to have to lean into him, to have faith, to, to need his help to continue on. It's like, uh, a famous, you know, phrase preachers say all the time, right? Is if your dream is big enough for you to achieve it on your own, it's not big enough for God. So the thing God's called you to, I believe, will always require Him. Like You always need His help to do it. And so if you can look at your life right now, and it's comfy, nothing's difficult. There's nothing that you're like, oh my goodness, I need God to help me get through that. Or uh, there's no area where you're honestly a little afraid, like, God, I need you to show up. That means you might not be taking the risk. You know, You might not be taking the next step God has in front of you. Because I do believe you're always being stretched in some way when it comes to trying to really become who God's called you to, which ultimately will lead you to the dreams and the calls and the purposes he has for you. Yeah, one area that I feel like I've experienced this in is, and I think you see this a lot, is in the gifts that you've been given. I think uh, every time you're taking a step to stretch in the gift that you've been given, it's it's uncomfortable. 
And I would say that there's like, there's like purpose in the uncomfortability. Like whenever you really feel like today I'm about to step up and do something that is not easy that I've had to put a lot of work into. I feel like that's whenever I feel like I have the most purpose, uh, you know, in that moment. And so with that, what are, what are some other areas, uh, that you think you can be uncomfortable in? That's, that's not necessarily just gifts. That's just kind of the first place that my head goes to. I think all areas are on the table when it comes to being uncomfortable. Uh, like for example, parenting, I, I don't know if there's anything I do that's more uncomfortable than being a dad. And it doesn't mean that I don't love it. I love my kids. Like, I, I think we're incredible. I love the Otter crew. All the Otter babies are amazing. Like, I have a blast. I love being a dad. <clears throat> but it's also difficult when you see these moments of reflections of who you are. And you start, like, everyone loves the best parts of them that are in their kids. But when you start seeing that same temper you have show up in your five-year-old, it's like, oh, don't like that. Right now it's uncomfortable because now I'm facing off with what did my genetics create in them? And not just what did I pass down through my DNA, but also like what is the environments I'm creating for my kids? Like is there a new thing I need to try? You know, like part of parenting I think is kind of learning you and your routines, but also your kids and each kid's unique. And so I think it's a little uncomfortable to parent because I can't treat Axius, my son, the same way I treat Emery, my daughter. Uh, they're two different human beings. Like, And it's uncomfortable in parenting, in my opinion, because it feels like every day, every year, every month, seems like more and more of who God's called them to be starts to surface, which means now the conversation has to start shifting from what makes me comfortable to what's best for them. How do I best support my kid? How do I best create a lane for Emory to be the strong, brave, courageous woman of God God's called her to? How do I create a room for Axius to be the brave, passionate, incredible extrovert that God has created him to be? Like, what does that look like for me? And it's uncomfortable because it's not clear. Because <laughs> I don't know what tomorrow looks like. It's uncomfortable because I need Jesus to help me be the best dad for them. Because there are moments where vulnerability is required in an area that I don't want to be vulnerable. There are moments where I have to say I'm sorry because I let my temper get the best of me. So then I have to look at my kid and be like, that wasn't even about you. I let a difficult day translate to this moment, and I'm really sorry for you having to feel the fact that I didn't control my emotions well because my job is to help them be a full-rounded human being. That also means being able to own moments where I fail so that they can know one day when they make a mistake, they got to be able to own it too so that they can learn and grow from it. Parenting is difficult, but not just parenting. Everything can be uncomfortable. Leading your business can be uncomfortable. When the stock market drips and I, uh, when the stock market drops, now you have to figure out what do I do, where, where do I move my money to, like what should I invest in next? And you've got all of these moments of uncertainty, which is one of the reasons why having a relationship with Jesus, in my opinion, is so incredible. And having a relationship where you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you're praying, you're processing, because like. God's the only person that I know of that can see the future. So it's like a real help having him along the journey where he can help process all of that. And I think when it comes to areas you can be stretched or shaped or pulled or put through the press, if you will, I think every area is on the table from the way that you parent to the way that you love your wife, to the way that you love humans, to the way that you care about people, to the way you treat your family, to the businesses you own, to what church you attend, to what nonprofit you're part of, to what community of people you do life with. Like every area of your life, in my opinion, is on the table for God to shift and mold and shape. And I think it's worth it. (laughs) I think 
when you've decided, God, you truly can have my life, while those moments of stretching are uncomfortable, you get to see the byproducts. My seven-year-old Emery is in every way as emotional a human being as I am. Like, it's incredible. I literally feel like I'm looking at a little mirror. (laughs) But I can already see in my seven-year-old something that I didn't see in me. My daughter has the capacity to say I'm sorry so much faster than I've ever been able to. And I don't think I would have been able to create that in her on my own. I needed Jesus' help to grow and develop, to become the kind of man God's called me to be so that I could start to be quick to apologize. So I could create a new rhythm and a new pattern and a new legacy and a new way that as an Otterbein, this is how we handle our emotions. This is how we treat people. This is how we love people. Uh, So when it comes to the idea of calling over comfort, it isn't so much saying that your calling is uncomfortable, but it's saying when you rub up against what you know to be the step you're called to take, comfort isn't the only gauge. If what's best for my family makes me uncomfortable, I still need to be able to take the step. If what's best for the reason I believe I was put on this earth, I still need to take the step. And there's a lot of different areas like that. I'm a student pastor, right? And so when COVID hit, we were in this weird world of like, what the heck do we do now? And so we processed a thousand ways, thousands ways to love these kids because at the moment we weren't sure it was safe to gather. So we didn't gather and we wanted to love our people well. So we shut down. We did everything from like messages online and trying to do tribes inside of a cell phone to we did bonfires in the parking lot where kids were getting smoked out because they didn't process how the wind was going to affect the flames. Like, I mean, we kept doing a bunch of different things and all of those were uncomfortable for me because it wasn't what I knew, but I knew I was called to love students and I knew I was called to create a space they could belong before they believed. And so my calling trumped how comfortable it was having to adapt every week to a new strand or to a new piece of data or to a new change in what was safe or not safe. It was really uncomfortable processing how to do all that, but it was worth it because I knew what it was called to do. And so the whole idea of calling over comfort is really trying to help us see and understand that when we are faced off with choosing comfort or the thing we're called to do, when those oppose, calling's the one you pick every time. Uh, Something you said in a message a while ago was that we are we are actually captivated by comfort. And so the idea that like, not only is being uncomfortable, uncomfortable, so you kind of don't want to do it most of the time anyways, but like we seem to have this like draw just to being comfortable. Like we seem to just kind of be like, it seems to be like kind of like a magnet for us. Um, And with that, it kind of raises the question for me, like what are the, in your opinion, what happens if you just sit in the comfort? What is the what is the byproduct of that? So whenever you come to a decision where it's like, I mean, really the best thing to do would be to do this, but it's uncomfortable. But, you know, I mean, doing this thing isn't really, you know, it's not the worst thing. It's just not the best thing. So I'm just going to sit in the comfort. What what kind of, what do you think that, that does to a person? What, what kind of rhythm do you think that establishes in that person? I think when you choose comfort, you cap what you can do. <laughs> Whether or not you believe in God or don't, if the threshold for your work ethic is wrapped up in how comfortable you are, you're just going to miss anything great. Like you'll get to the end of your life and have nothing but regrets. 
because you never kept fighting. And it's difficult because like everything about our culture, our life is really quick. You know, like they call us a microwave generation or whatever. And it's, it's kind of true. Like we don't like things that take time. We don't like work. We don't like to have to grind, if you will, because it's uncomfortable. Work is not fun. And when you live in a world where we should be able to hop on Instagram and get enough influencers and we don't have to put any actual effort in, then of course, like, why would I, why would I not choose comfort? I should always choose comfort. If I can be rich and be comfortable, why wouldn't I? Well, because there's something that you get in the work. There really is like, there's something in what's happening in you while you are doing something that's difficult, where you're grinding, where you're having to lean in to like Jesus to need to help you continue through. There's something about the work that brings the gold out of you. And I think we choose comfort because it feels safe. (laughs) Comfort seems safe. It feels like it's the better way to go. If I choose comfort, then I don't really have to risk failing. If I choose comfort, then I don't have to risk being exposed for a fraud. If If I choose comfort, then I don't really have to ever worry about not being good enough. But it's a false comfort. Because now you'll never find out what was really in you. If you just camp out in the comfort zone, then you'll really never know what you could have done with your life. And that seems comfortable today, but it's suffocating at the end of your life. Right now, comfort might seem like the best play. But when you wake up and you realize you gave nothing to your kids, you have no legacy to pass on, you have no story to hand anybody because you spent 70 years trying to be comfortable. You're going to wish every single moment in those last days that you'd have tried to do something, that you would have put a little work in, that you'd have pushed outside your comfort zone. There's a strength in failing, and it's one way not to live the life you know you were called to live. But if every day is comfortable, then you don't get to have those lessons. And then you blink, and your kids don't want to be next to you, or the business never started, or you get to the end of your life, and you just, you're wrapped up in regrets. Shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And I just don't want to get there. I don't want to get to the end of my life and have more things on the list of I wish I would have tried than, man, those did not work, but at least I shot the shot. I would rather get to the end of my life and spent my life trying to do something than being so scared that I never shot a shot. Like if you play those out on a scale, they're not even close to me. Getting to the end of your life and realizing you didn't achieve all you wanted, but you tried your best and getting to in your life and it's like I was comfortable but I didn't do anything with it. I don't I don't think it's close in my opinion. For me, I would want to choose the calling over the comfort. I want to fail a thousand times but knowing I'm trying to move towards creating a better future for my kids, for the people I know, for the community I'm in, then to get to the end of my life and realize you know, I really just played it safe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, an excuse that always pops into my head. <clears throat> which took me a while to actually break down that it was even happening. But it's like, like if I, I feel like I, I, I'll like undershoot my ability because instead of saying that someone else that did something successful, put in work to do it, you instead you say they're just built that way. You know what I mean? And so like when you look at like the Craig Groeschels of the world or like the Tony Robbins or like whoever it is, uh, these guys that get up at like three o'clock in the morning and then to like start work, you know, whatever it is, it's like, oh man, well, they're just built that way. Like they're just, that's just how they work. And it's really like, no, it's uncomfortable for them too, but they still chose to do it. And like, you see a ton of fruit on those trees 
you know, and so, um, and, you know, like maybe your goal isn't to be like own 200 businesses like Tony Robbins, but like just to have like a life full of purpose and a life full of just the, the fruit of the things that you've been able to build with God's help. And so <clears throat> what my question is, where do we start? Like if, if I'm processing kind of like, what even is my calling? Like, I don't even know, like you're, you know, you're telling me that I need to take a step that way at the end of my life, I, you know, did what I should have done, but like, I don't even know what the end of my life looks like. So like, what, what do I do today, uh, to move in that direction? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think there's two questions I think I said in the Encanto episode that I would take in here, and that is, what's the injustice that makes me most angry in the world? And what's the thing, if I could never do again, would break my heart most? If you'll just start there, I think they connect. And I think what it'll do is it'll help you see, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, I can't stand seeing people counted out before you ever get to know them. I can't stand watching human beings feel like they don't belong the second they walk in a room. And then also realizing I love nothing more than helping people see the gold that's inside them made it very clear to me, oh, the church is my place. For me, that's my spot. For you, it could be a ton of different areas, but it's figuring out a spot. But the biggest thing would be I would just move. Like, I don't even, it does, like, I actually believe it doesn't matter what you do, just that you do. <laughs> like, I, I do, I, I believe that. I think it is so much easier to steer a thoroughbred than it is to kick a donkey. What that means is, is like, it's easier to steer the horse that's running than it is to try to motivate the stubborn donkey to just take a step. It's easier for God to correct your path when there's momentum than it is to try to come up with every, like the perfect first step. Like what happens is, is we get so stressed out on whether or not this is the ultimate right step that we just never take it. Like we get wrapped up in all of the possible options that it like demotivates the desire to move. Let me just give you the encouragement, just move, just step, try anything. Doesn't even matter what it is. You might find out you hate every single moment of it. That's awesome. Try a new spot, right? Like Pick a new job, pick a new career path, pick anything, like just do anything and like just start shooting shots. And eventually what you're going to find is something in there because going to resonate with you, right? Like the idea of working at McDonald's and then working at Best Buy and then working, selling shoes and then waiting tables for years. I found a commonality in all those parts that I loved and it was the people. Like I love the conversations. I literally love just figuring out people wired and how to best communicate to you the product I want you to walk out with. And it really did, by accident, set me up for ministry. Like now I have tons of avenues to start conversations because I've had conversations with literally thousands of people. So like I love to talk. One of the reasons I was so excited about the podcast. <laughs> I love the idea of just processing new ideas and my encouragement would be just start doing something, anything, anywhere. I mean, try all the things, and it's worth it. And what I would say is, is coming back to the first question, choose calling over comfort. If you loathe what you do, if nothing about what you do gives you life, if every single moment of every single day of the job or the, the thing you volunteer at or the place that you go serve, whatever – 
if you hate every minute of it, there's probably a really good indication you're not called to be there then. And I think for so many of us, we are stuck in the place that we know that we can't see the hope of the unknown, right? This is miserable, but at least I know it. Like, at least I know the people. I know the rules. And like, for me, so much of my life was kind of like that. Like, you get so comfortable in chaos, you think it's what you were meant to have. But there's a better future. There's another option. You aren't stuck to only one thing. And one of the reasons we say calling over comfort is because we're trying to help people understand there's more than just one option. Like, there's never only one thing. There's always another option. Like, you are not a victim in some crazy, chaotic storm that's existing. You always have a choice. You can always choose a new thing. You can always go a new direction. That's not to say it won't be difficult. That's not to say that it won't come with a ton of cost. That's not to say that it won't be risky. It's still an option, though. Like, you have the ability today to choose a better future. One of my favorite definitions of hope is hope is the ability to see a better future and know today I can make it happen. Like hope is the ability to see a better option, a better plan, a better goal ahead of me, and today I can make a decision to make it so. You can make it so. You can make it so. And the only way you'll ever be able to make it so is by choosing calling over comfort. It's by coming to the conclusion that life is too precious, my time is too valuable, and the call of God on my life means too much for me to waste it doing things I hate. I need to start figuring out what gives me life and where can I add value. And when I figure that out, then I'm going to start running as fast as I can that direction. And along the way, God's going to help the steps make sense. He's going to start connecting dots. And before you know it, you're going to find yourself in a place that gives you peace. I would have never thought 10 years ago I'd be sitting at a table having a conversation on a podcast about Jesus, about calling, about life, leadership, but I'm here. And the only way I got here was by making a ton of mistakes, failing a crap ton along the way. But eventually I figured out who I was. It was in the wins and the losses that God helped me figure out how he built me. And when I finally understood who I was, I knew what direction to run. But if I'd have stayed in my pain, if I'd have stayed in my chaos, if I stayed making excuses, if I would have stayed being a victim to all the circumstances in life, I would have never got here. I wouldn't have the family I have. I wouldn't have the wife I have, the kids I have, and I wouldn't be in the church that I'm at if I just chose comfort. I chose calling. And it wasn't easy. It was difficult and it cost, but every second of it was worth it. I wouldn't change any of it. I would do it all the exact same way over again because I got here. And I can promise you calling is worth it. Choosing the sacrifice today is worth the win tomorrow. Saying no to comfort today, if it's what God's called you to, is absolutely worth it. Like it's it's worth like I would take less money and have calling every single time. It's not even a question for me. And I did. <laughs> like there were whole years where we were like, Man, it's a good thing we think God exists because huh, we need him. <laughs> like we he gonna need to help us pay this bill. And there were whole seasons of like life where it was like, man, if we didn't know we were called to this, we would have quit way long ago, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Every single second of every single day, choosing your calling is worth it. I believe in my whole heart. And I would encourage you to always choose calling over comfort. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm really glad you hit those questions again at the beginning there because those two questions to me have been super profound. Like I've been thinking about those things for a few weeks now. And the questions are, if you miss them, they are, what would break your heart the most if you couldn't do it again? <clears throat> and what is 
the greatest injustice to you that makes you the most angry. And you find the spot where those two things meet. And that spot is probably where your calling is. Like that's probably where you're going to find the thing that is the most life-giving, that will give the most col- give the most color to the world. And yeah, I'm just super glad you hit that again because we hit that in, in the Encanto episode. But <clears throat> I just think that's something that just needs to be processed like over and over again. And probably like just like weekly, like just reevaluate that. And if you haven't thought about that, I encourage you to just take some time and just think about it because it's, uh, it's opened up a lot of avenues in my mind whenever I'm thinking about it. So yeah, I, I thought that question was really good. I, uh, my question to you is like, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Like, cause I don't have anything specific right now, but what, what do you have to add to that? I would say, <coughs> Not only should you choose calling over comfort, but I would say it's worth it. Like we talked about the idea, you know, like the gift is in the grind. And that was like my word for the year. And I was discovering this idea that it's in the process of who I'm becoming that the true gift is, right? God's more concerned about who I'm becoming than what it is I actually do. So yes, the gift is in the grind, but also you're graced for the grind. Like, I believe you have a supernatural help to do the thing you're called to. I don't think you have been given a plan just to suffer through. And don't get me wrong. Like, there are moments where you have to choose the calling over the comfort. But you can do it because you were put on earth to do it. You have a God-given purpose and a call. And I think that God stands ready to help you every single step of the way. Choosing calling over comfort is worth it because you will find yourself so much more satisfied, so much more at peace, so much more full of hope and life. You will just see things healthy around you that like were accidents. Like you didn't even like intentionally create. It's just better. Like my life is so much better than I would have ever thought it could be. And I believe with my whole heart, part of that is because I'm endeavoring to choose calling every chance I get. We're all going to miss it, man. There's always going to be areas in my life where I'm going to choose comfort. And my hope is, is I do that less and less the older I get. My hope is, is that when I see it, I adjust to it. I don't make an excuse to stay in it, but it's worth it. Choosing calling is worth it. I can promise you that you will be so much more satisfied taking less money and choosing calling than you will be choosing more money and less calling. Like purpose is worth it, man. Living a life that you believe matters is worth it. Finding areas that you thrive and you're your best at. Like it's everything feels like it fits like a glove. Like, no, this is it for me. This is the best space for me. It'll hit different. Like for me, like I talked about COVID earlier being difficult as a student pastor. Like, dude, that was difficult. But at no point throughout that process did I ever second guess why not. This is what I'm supposed to do. Not even for a moment. Like I knew what I was called to do. I knew what I'm doing. I know what I am. I know who I am. And that's only come from wrestling with this idea of comfort versus calling, comfort versus calling, comfort versus calling. And I, I believe my whole heart is worth it. I think if you'll choose calling, the things that you think are the reasons you shouldn't do it won't even matter. Like God has this crazy ability of like meeting all of the needs you thought he never could. Like that's, I think that's part of the reason calling is uncomfortable is because it has space for God. Like it has space for you to see that like there's a creator of the universe advocating on your behalf, that there's this incredible person, this this God that came to earth, that lived a life just like you and I, that died for us, woke up from the dead. Like all of these things happen so that he could be present and active in our life. And so when you choose calling over comfort, you have set yourself up to need him. 
And I think God likes moments where he can show up. I think God loves the opportunity to flex on your behalf and show you, no, 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 I'm that good. Oh, you thought I was good. No, 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 I'm not just good. I'm, I'm that good. It's like, oh, my gosh, God, I never would. No, yeah, I know because I'm that good. Uh, and so choosing calling over comfort creates space in your life for God to be God. It creates space in your life for the supernatural to happen. It creates space in your life for blessings that you didn't know to pray for can show up. Choosing calling over comfort puts your life in a position of, God, I need you to show up, and he never fails. God doesn't miss. He doesn't miss shots. He doesn't fail. He always shows up. And Romans eight twenty eight says, I am working all things together for the good of those who love him or called according to his purpose. And I believe scripture is very clear that we are all called, which means God is actively right now working out your good on your behalf. The question you and I have to wrestle with is, do we trust him enough to lean into our calling? Do we trust him enough to push through comfort, to push past comfort and lean into calling? And I believe if you will do that, it's going to be worth it. You get to the end of your life and you won't be worried about the moments of pain You'll remember the stories of achievement and victory and triumph, and you'll realize that you lived a legacy that didn't just live for you, but it lived past you. Yeah, I uh, I love what you said in there, and I this is kind of a different way to, to reword it, but I heard a pastor say the other day that God starts where impossible starts. And so, like, you know, a lot of times I think we're doing stuff and we think it's kind of difficult, and we're like, well, where's our miracle? Like, why isn't this happening? It's like, well, you're not even to the impossible yet. Like, you can do it on your own. So, like, well, you know what I mean? You just got to – anyways, and that was a really uh, stretching thing for me to hear. And, uh, yeah, I really like the way that you, you kind of tied that into that last part with calling. Like, I think that in order for you to really have God show up and create a moment where God can bring a miracle and you can fully live the life you're supposed to live, you have to create room for, for God to be there. And that's why it is uncomfortable because it has to be bigger than you. It can't be – within your own ability because then it's not big enough for God to even really work in. So yeah, man, I really enjoyed this episode. Oh, this was a really good talk. I appreciate you being here and uh, yeah, I'll see you later, man. Love you, my dude.